0: Uh, speaking of people who are well-adjusted, you know, who's the most well-adjusted, our good friend and personal friend of the show fan, favorite gritty, who has been found not guilty on all charges. We did that last week, you idiot. Wait, we did that last week? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. we We talked about it, but we didn't talk about, um, that he's now acquitted.
1: We're not doing gritty intro two weeks in a row. God damn it. Well, then you should have said
0: something because I have a, I I, I put, God damn it. Okay. Well, that's fine. I thought you just copied it over from last week. That's why you had it. Again, no, it's a new step because last week we said gritty can punch children, but it should be allowed. And now we have the guardian telling us that the mascot has been cleared. He didn't do anything wrong. He is allowed to punch children now. It is legal.
1: We already covered that last week, though.
0: God damn it. No, we didn't. We said it should be, but now I'm saying it is. Fuck. How do you not? You need The English language needs a subjunctive. All right. Fine. If that's not what it we're doing, here's my it's TED everyone. Talk. Could, would, should, isn't an entire for. tense of a fucking speech. God damn it. Oh, you go to fucking hell. You go, sure go to you fucking did. hell. I, okay. No. Does does German have a subjunctive, or is just, that why they're yes. they're so? Oh, well then, it's it's an actual fucking language, unlike English, which isn't. English has one. It doesn't <laughs> have one. Could would should <laughs> isn't. Those are three it helping verbs. How can you? There's fucking nine tenses. How are you going to do that? You have a whole voice, and you have three helping verbs to do it with. No. Yeah, you all know that this wouldn't be a problem if we spoke Esperanto. I would <laughs> have yes. had that with you me. The fucking hell. Would, have <laughs> had, <laughs> would have had. Would have had. God damn it. Yeah, it fine, Adam. No, no you know verb would not have say. had. That's like four verbs for the work of one verb. What the fuck? That's how it, no, it's not how it a works. a really
1: complex verb, you idiot. God That's why it. it's like that.
0: No, it's not a complex verb. It's a verb that yes, we is. use have and an have to communicate with constantly. Verb, I will send you to Grammar Gulag. No, I'm not going
1: to learn Latin. I don't have to learn Latin. I'm Catholic, okay? Fuck you. Latin, Maybe Latin if you learned language. it, you would have
0: seen the priest coming. I did see the priest coming.
1: <laughs> Not in that way. <laughs> 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 Months has come and gone since Good I started broke Oklahoma. Oklahomas most most Republican Oklahoma podcasts. hills where I was born Yet I keep doing crime many a page of life be my man. many oh, a lesson I doing have sexism. Well I feel like you know, in those hills Trump. I still belong. We be doing crime. We're down there are revisionists, the and there are
2: reactionaries. We just
1: can't make it like, a thing.
2: Oklahoma. Hills where I was born. This is Red Star over Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Now we're down, down in, podcast. in the
0: Indian nation. The cowboy's life is my occupation, Oklahoma hills where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett, and this week we have Carl Roberts, Parker Nelson, and Stephen Lassman on the show, and this... Is Red Star over Oklahoma? We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about Left Oklahoma. This week in national news, we will be talking about Iowa and the decline and fall of the Booty Judge Empire. Before, of course, turning to Oklahoma news, where we'll be discussing the privatization of downtown Tulsa and the, the effects of that. And then we will finish with more epic charter schools, epic money laundering, before, of course, moving to the conservative reading series for the week. So let's jump right into national news.
3: Okay, so, um, yeah, we're here to talk about Iowa, um, which, um, unlike a normal voting experience from the past, you know, two centuries, um, people are required to show up to the precinct and physically relocate to a designated area to show their preference for a certain candidate, like a group of show cattle. Um, it's essentially That's
1: because Iowans are actually show cattle. I mean, I mean yeah. It's, it's mostly <laughs> a sheep-based
3: population, so yeah. I delegates are then awarded to whomever reaches a certain threshold by the end of the evening. And the aim of the contest is still the same, namely to earn like the most delegates for the Democratic National Convention, but Iowa's different in that they use another layer of increased obfuscation, state delegate equivalents.
1: No, they don't use that. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So they like to have, I don't even know who the fuck came up with this, and apparently Nevada does something similar too, and I don't understand how maybe it was just me that didn't understand how ridiculously anti-democratic and stupid this entire process was until like actually reading really deeply into
0: it. But while, it I, while voting incredibly democratic in and of itself, right. as we as good proper leftists know, all voting structures are inherently fascist. So um, while voting is good and the only way to do democracy, uh, all ways of voting are immoral and should be illegal, therefore. Right. right. On face value, it's the
3: same fuckery that exists like currently between the popular vote and the electoral college. Um, the final vote total at each caucus site assigns a number of like county delegates to each candidate those numbers have been weighted to estimate their state delegate equivalents or how many delegates each candidate will get i'll try to stay off the math to not like physically implode carl because i know <laughs> i know how he gets around math well, um, and it good. also just is uh more difficult Yum. to participate in a caucus <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well they did satellite caucuses this year which was a big criticism of, of 2016 um, which allowed people who couldn't actually show up to caucus to go at either alternative times. They had and some... Bernie Sanders uh, was cleaned instrumental up right. in it happen. Right, yeah. Cleaned was, up. No, like, I mean, 100%, he fucking cleaned up because he was the only candidate who, like, focused on all of those. But we'll get into some of that fuckery really quickly because they don't necessarily follow the same state delegate equivalent Formula that everything else is, which could either a lead to additional fuckery on the side of the DMC and their ability to do whatever, um, or b might actually turn out to be in Sanders, fa- Sanders' favor because I think we're still waiting on what twelve precincts.
0: I don't um, know I actually, no,
1: th- we're waiting on everything because
0: it's it, recanvass. Um, recanvass. Yeah, they, they said we are going
3: to recanvass though because unless uh, an actual like per, uh, one candidate, they, they told so... the DNC chairman to go fuck himself. It's Um, until
1: mid, it's until the midday Monday, I want to say noon central time Monday, um, that campaigns have to complain um, and request a re canvas.
0: But if the the candidates
1: campaign did, uh, is that no, the the, the campaigns get to request this, right? Um, So Bernie sent in a thing where he's like, Yeah, so all of these are wrong. Uh, Here's the math that shows they're wrong and the proof of it. Um, Sometime, I want to say yesterday, they did that. Mm -hmm. The Buttigieg Judge. Campaign also called in to complain um, at some point on like Thursday, I want to say. Um, I I don't think either of them have actually said they want to do the whole process again yet. We'll see uh, what happens there. But like, I mean, the New York Times had a story that was like, yeah, so they did the count wrong. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, in, entirely. And and in getting into that, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute with our our fun little uh, uh, shadow application. Um, but, uh, to get to the bottom of the state, the, the, the SDE state, delegate equivalent fuckery, uh, because I was trying so hard somewhere to find a formula. Like I legit was searching for like four hours last night, trying to be like, okay, here's the act, like, here's the way in which we're going to be doing whatever, whatever. Um, apparently each, like the only way to suss out how you're supposed to be doing is on this gigantic public word doc that. (laughs) <laughs> that, right, that i can link but it is legit like 90 something pages um not even necessarily of rules but just of num like each individual precinct caucus will elect a certain preset number of county convention delegates to go to one of the 99 99- Conventions in Iowa. Um, Each country gets to determine the size of its convention, or each county, excuse me, gets to determine the size of its convention. So, for example, like Story County and Potawatomi County has similar sized populations, but the former will have 200 convention delegates, the latter could have 400, um, depending upon how many voters actually go to that particular convention, right? And then also, like
1: the the satellite caucuses uh, have delegates, state level, state delegate equivalents assigned to them based on turnout at them, which is part of the weird thing. Which it's, like, what the fuck, but each That's county
3: stupid. also, like, like the satellite caucuses, has a preset number of state delegates that'll be able to send to the Iowa Democratic convention itself at the state level. And the number of state delegates a country, a county gets, depends upon how many votes its attendees cast for the Democratic nomination. In um, the most recent gubernatorial and presidential race, averaged, okay. So if they have similar sized populations, but one had more Democratic voters, uh, it could get double the amount of state. Delegate equivalents. And this could like vary drastically between like election, like basically presidential election cycles, right? I don't know. It's, th- there's going to be 20. 21- this whole shit hundred- is so stupid. Dude, it like is so <laughs> crazy that you're like, oh, yeah, you only had half, like a third of the people that this other place did. So you get, you know, a third of the delegates that they would get state level wise. And, has varied somewhere between like twenty six hundred all the way down to like seventeen hundred at some point. And now we're at twenty one oh seven. So, well,
2: how many of these districts ended up being counted or uh, determined by a coin flip in the end?
3: Like several. We'll get there. <laughs> <sad to> <laughs>
0: uh,
3: all this is entirely different from the national delegates we're accustomed to seeing in presidential primary results. They are the delegates, which are the only,
1: that that the only ones that mean something. <laughs> the only ones
3: that the forty one pledged delegates, which is less than one percent of the total delegates. So. People like it's just as hilarious to me that you have uh, people at major publications who are like uh, in the past that were like, I was like so fucking important, man. Like, you know, the, the winner of Iowa is going to go on to do whatever. And then also similarly, because of the 2020 Iowa caucus being such being like, yeah, I would I would don't mean shit. Well, uh, it
1: doesn't mean I something to because Bernie won Iowa. <laughs> yeah. And also
2: momentum is like a a big reason why Iowa is so important because it's the first time you get actual real results. Uh, which like did help to propel Obama. Um, and I think made people like make a bigger deal out of it than
1: it really is. It's also obviously helping booty judge right now. Yeah. Um yeah. It's just like one of the things. One of the things that's absolutely wild to me, right, is that the Bernie campaign has been going out there saying, uh, "We won by six thousand votes uh, in a true de- in a true democracy, like they have in North Korea, uh, that determines who wins the election." <laughs> um And there are two rounds of voting, right? No one had ever they had never released the vote count before. That was also a thing that Bernie, yeah, that's brand new. Um, from twenty sixteen because the preliminary they were like, hey, we and the final vote won. count. We probably won, and they're not getting released because of fuckery, like, happened this time. And Bernie, like, how it works is the first round, anybody can vote for anybody. The second round, you can only vote for
3: people— 15% and above.
1: Yeah, you have to have 15% or above to vote
3: for somebody. So well, No, you, you, you can main, you can stay with the actual person. That you, and pull
1: like, people s- in, yeah, yeah. So, no, no, no. He, I mean,
3: it, the first round, you can vote for whoever you want. If your candidate doesn't have 15% or above, you can stay there. You're just given the opportunity to move.
1: Yeah, and so the thing is that, like, after people moved away from their candidates who weren't viable at given precincts...
0: But you're not required
1: to do is the thing. Yeah, yeah, you're not required to. But the thing is that Bernie um, still beat... Bernie won both both rounds of voting, but Bernie's first round of votes, right, before anybody can move, is higher than Pete's second round of votes after, like, 3% of the vote moved to him. So Bernie won... With his first round votes, he also got extra votes in the realignment, but he beat Pete's like, oh, now we have to not vote for Amy Klobuchar.
3: He still beat Pete. Like, that's fucking crazy, you know? I mean, yeah, especially with his favorability from the last, from the New Hampshire debate, or that, that shit was pretty crazy because I was reading some of those numbers this morning. Um, yeah. but I mean, let's, Bernie's
1: uh, always been the most popular candidate and oh, the most obviously. popular but this, this
3: entire uh, this entire fuckery, right, is just another layer of the bullshit that we already see at the Electoral College level, right? And delegates to each level of the convention are in, are initially bound to support their chosen candidate, but can later switch in a process very similar to what occurs at the precinct level. Um, however, as major shifts in delegates' supports are rare, the media declared that the candidates with the most delegates on the precinct caucus night the winner, and relatively little attention is paid to the later caucuses, which can be a good and a bad thing, Um it just—I think that that's another door that you can open in terms of like attempted DNC fuckery, just exclusively for caucus level bullshit, right? Um, necessarily, like going back to the satellite caucuses we were talking about um, that were just instituted in the 2016. Uh, the, or the tour for the 2020 election
1: in this
3: one. Criticism, yes. Um, they are unique among the caucus sites because they aren't worth a, s- a set number of state delegate equivalents. Instead, like you said, each satellite caucus, like caucus of state uh, delegate equivalent value, is determined by how many people attended it. And a savvy campaign like the Bernie Sanders campaign might have realized the potential to run up its state delegate equivalent score by encouraging its supporters to attend satellite caucuses, and that seems to be what Sanders did. Um, they devoted a lot of effort to getting out the vote at satellite sites on the other campaign paid the sites much attention. Um, and, and it's also it like part off. of what like they he did got, to... Dude, he got almost 22 state delegate equivalents out of the satellite caucuses and Buttigieg got 1.196.
1: And part of why Bernie did that too is like the state, uh, the satellite caucuses were like, oh, you all work at a meatpacking factory and you have the night shift so you can't come. Okay, we're going to organize your satellite caucus. We're going to like, you know, campaign yeah. with you super hard or like, oh, uh, you're part of Iowa's rapidly growing Latino population. You want to do it in Spanish because you're more c- comfortable because you have some family members who can't speak English. Cool. Okay, we're going to organize that. We're going to help you set it up, blah, blah, you know, and it's like, okay. So he's like organizing a multiracial working class group of people there.
2: One of the things I've been seeing to like undermine Bernie Sanders even getting like, Winning Iowa, but like in their minds, getting close in Iowa It's like, oh, it's one of the whitest states out there. But then when you look at the actual the of the small minority population of Iowa, Bernie like swept and he got forty three percent of the non white vote in the first round.
1: Yeah, and he got he also got forty three percent of the gay vote. Um, like he cleaned up on every every single like minority group. Yes. Yeah. In Iowa yeah, every demographic. by like a mile Yeah Cleaned up and, better with women than he did with men mm-hmm. And um
2: Sounds like those women were a bunch of bros Though yeah. Probably
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> Total bro level uh, But I At the end of the day caucuses are hilariously Anti-democratic and I hope that the Implosion of The Iowa one um Will cease their exi- I don't know like <laughs> Hey, but I mean, they
0: fucked it up bad, bad enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, this they yeah. definitely did this. In though. The they're Iowa dead.
1: Targets. It's over.
3: Even eh. then, um, we're gonna have to get it out of Nevada. Blah blah blah. blah. But but turning um, our attention, um, I suppose, to. Uh, the, the reason for uh, a, a big reason for fuckery um, was uh, the phenomenal application that they had developed, um, which just tickles me that I am reading some like I, I found a couple of tech articles that I was reading just about literally just the specs of the app and how fucking ridiculously bad out <laughs> any
1: anytime you are trying to do computer security by not saying who made your app like oh
3: dude <laughs> you don't you have
1: no idea what you're talking about like okay oh you're not gonna put in the New York Times who made your app cool is the, are, are there county boards who will be distributing the app to people like county election boards yes okay great now I can find out where the app is. I will send a phishing email about making your dick big and your wife not <laughs> leave you to every single county election board member. One of them will click on it, and then I will know where the app is. It, it worked on John Podesta, you know what I mean? Like,
3: yeah, it's just so the, it's the the delays. Shit ever to, to give people a little bit of context, um, uh, that aren't following, you know, <clears throat> which should be. I don't know what the fuck you're doing if you're not. Um, delays in the reporting were attributed to the failure of the app uh, for the Iowa Democratic Party's presidential caucus. Uh, which included an an inability to download or launch the app, as well as an inability for the app to function well once launched. So essentially, like...
1: the so fucking one of the, campaign had people fucking okay go ahead go
3: ahead, one go of the do, ahead. one of the one of the campaign one of the chairs of or one of the uh, uh the caucus chairs um had two phones on them i saw this video on twitter um and he, they d- downloaded the app on both phones and one of the one of the app would open on one phone and it would immediately crash on another <laughs> I would just be like, which is to me incredible. Like you don't, not only are you, you, it's the same platform, right? Like both of them were Android phones at the time, Um, but we can get to the actual problem. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> but the regardless, the failure of the backup uh, phone number system after too many people attempted to call the phone number due to like the app literally doing nothing, and confusion over the correct way to count and calculate initial and final popular votes, as well as state-delegate equivalent values, contributed to a lot of like not only the confusion in the reporting, the misreporting, but the app in question was provided by a five-month-old company uh, called Shadow Incorporated, which is amazing. Involved. Election apps, uh, which failed to develop and test the product adequately. Like, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to: is you didn't have any any QA done on this, clearly, or mm. if you did, you would have been able to open the fucking app on a phone. Do you understand that that's step one in literally any QA you're doing. I mean, did you see that like
1: uh, intentional article about it where we're like a, a a computer science professor was like, yeah, so like it looks like. There's this like common thing online that I have my first year students yeah, yeah, do no, to like test it out and, and yeah. it was just that that's what it was it was yeah, the no, like freshmen in yeah, computer yeah. science
3: <laughs> they, uh, they that which that's what that is similarly what i was talking about was they uh, we, we there was multiple uh, professionals in the tech industry that like looked over because they ended up publishing um the actual repository of of code to be like hi here it is blah blah, blah here's some transparency uh et cetera. Et cetera and um, it, I forget what. Let me see if I can find her name. Uh, but um, Sarah yeah,
2: McGovern I, or something. No, yeah. no, no, no. Sarah, Sarah McLaughlin. Uh,
0: yeah. I love her commercials.
2: Casper. <laughs> well, said the apple. The, the irony is she's trying to protect dogs, but her massive favorite donor, Pete
3: Buttigieg kills them. <laughs> <laughs> It was a. Uh, Actually, several- the
1: ASPCA is is a front by Pete Buttigieg to get <laughs> more dogs to kill. <laughs>
3: Uh, it was, uh, several security and app experts who criticized the amateurish nature of the app. Uh, app development expert Casbro Ricciardi said, quote, the app was clearly done by someone following a tutorial. (laughs) It's similar to projects I do with my mentees who are learning how to code. A team of researchers at Stanford, including former Facebook security offer Alex Stamos, said that while analyzing the app, they found potentially concerning code with it, including hard-coded API keys. Which probably doesn't mean a lot to our listeners that, that don't actually do, um, don't actually do any types of coding. Uh, Fuck s- you. Simple, I will, just in terms of, uh, like, security vulnerabilities, like SQL injection flaws, these kinds of things, which could very much and very easily allow for uh, additional foreign intervention. Before,
1: like, before we even talk, talk about, like, security. the security flaws, before we even talk about the fucking security flaws in the app, multiple people, and before we even talk about the, the strange relationship between the Pete Buttigieg campaign and shadow incorporated Girl, keep interjecting. fucking precinct captains from the goddamn booty judge campaign. were are tweeting out their login info with the information. Like sheets. and the and the she and the sheets that they had of like the tallies and it's like oh so literally if you could get the app downloaded onto your phone you could just put in fake numbers for precincts that was no, a thing that I mean, was, was very two possible
3: factor, there was a two factor authenticate no you couldn't it, it, there definitely was like a two factor authentication behind it I mean um the CEO and founder Tara McGowan um also uh. The, the app in question was, like we said, First Shadow. Um, uh, the CEO Tara McGowan also founded uh, the Acronym Corporation, which uh, in twenty seventeen, um, which is the parent corporation, the the the, the majorly funds Shadow. Uh, her husband Michael Michael Hall Hale Holly, I don't know, is a senior strategist to the campaign of Pete Buttigieg. Uh, the only verified and,
1: and and was partying with his. So she and her husband were partying with the head of the Iowa Democratic Party. Two days before the fucking caucus, they're like getting drunk together. <laughs> oh yeah, like sure. are you fucking kidding me?
2: Aren't there also a bunch of Hillary staffers on the board of Shadow or Acronym? Yeah, or? yeah,
3: yeah. hard <laughs> yeah. to get there. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, the only verified transaction between the Judge campaign and either entity is a contract for text and messaging services. Um, the Joe Biden campaign also con- had a contract with Shadow Inc. for the same services, as well as uh, Kristen Gillibrand after the app, uh, or. Just exclusively for, um, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak here. Um, uh, text, uh, for, uh, software rights and subscriptions. So that's, so specific-
1: it's, it's worth what- noting <laughs> that like the, the Biden campaign had spent like 1200 bucks on this, which like, okay, weird that they
3: have a relationship, but that's fine.
1: Yeah. multiple? you know, tens of thousands of dollars.
3: Which after the, which was uh, an additionally hilarious piece was after the app failure, McGowan distanced herself an acronym from Shadow Inc, stating that it was an independent entity and not ours. But like both companies are founded and directed by McGowan and Hall, and they share the same registered address. So like,
1: hey, there's know, nothing weird about me. there's nothing weird about uh shit. Who shot Kennedy? Fuck, right. No, 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 who
2: actually
1: shot About Lee Lee Harvey Oswald uh, Fair play for Cuba Group sharing an address with an FBI Spook, okay, come on, we don't need to look Into that, that's not weird
3: uh, both companies uh, are founded and directed by McGowaner Hall. And like I said, they share the same registered address. But while the corporation's official website don't officially name its members, data gathered from LinkedIn reveal that its top executives were all involved in one way or another with Hillary Clinton's 2016 election campaign.
0: What? No. no I, okay, hold on, hold on. Pause, everybody. Else. I'm, I'm. I'm just going to go ahead t- and say it. This is a psyop. This is a psychic operation. Y'all are trying to to make me think that Hillary Clinton is a, a nice lady. I do not believe you now. I won't. And I no. Listen. I am in my sovereign truth. And I do not believe you now. So now you may continue, but just know I, that I do not. I do not agree I would, I would or remember or believe you. I Weird about it
1: if Hillary Clinton, you know, weren't just going out there saying I support the Democratic nominee no matter what. Bernie put up a good fight and he fought for me after the primary last time. We're good friends. We get along great i don't well, I, of I before, like bernie you know <laughs> i i find it
2: hard to believe that someone as trustworthy as uh, hillary clinton would like be trying to manipulate the uh democratic <laughs> primary i, I that, <laughs> that just <laughs> seems fuck absurd bernie sanders yeah i mean she's she's not some spiteful resentful person who is right. just like She's exactly a exactly, uh, four year old grudge on uh, former her top opponent.
3: executives. Totally didn't like hire a dude named James Hickey as their chief operating officer. And, and I mean, also, hold on, it. I, I her no, cam- no, 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 no. I have her a s-
0: primary
1: campaign last time was totally above board. There was never a time when people who were <laughs> yeah, moderating was- the debate sent her questions and did not send them to <laughs> Bernie for her approval. That just didn't happen. Yeah, so they, that's they were, not like thing they had to email. be emails Jeez.
0: And I just want to, I just want to plant my own flag because I I said some very inflammatory things earlier in the show and I just want to plant this flag again. Uh, Fuck you alt-righters. I'm I'm out here for you. All right. Seth Rich, fake. That's a lie, guys. (laughs) Fuck you. I want you to know that that's bullshit. All right. And you need to take your mask off. And just go be your KKK self out in the open so that we can find you. Because I'm tired of you thinking that Seth Rich died because of the Cl- Clintons. No, they are lizards, guys. <laughs> it is very clear what they are. All right. So
2: uh, I'm, uh, I'm who about to be uh, Iowa Satellite Caucus in Little St. James Island. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Clocksor of the Fourth Dimension. Moloch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, so uh, to uh, continue to um, tie uh, to draw dots and tie them together with my red string here um, for the the Mayo Pete fuckery. Um, the company, uh, originally named Ground Base, was launched in December 2016 by Jared Namera and Krista Davis, both who worked on the digital outreach team for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. Namera was They're the only- ones
1: who actually came up with Pokemon Go to the polls. You know? <laughs>
2: It only cost $14 million.
3: too. <laughs> <laughs> Barrett was formerly a product manager for Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, worked at Kiva.org, and worked in uh, as an intern for Representative uh, Elliot Engel in 2005. James Jimmy Hickey. C-O-O. Oh, <laughs> like James of,
1: Jimmy Hickey?
2: That sounds like one of Joe Biden's old opponents at the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Corn
1: pop and Jimmy Hickey. <laughs> You know, Jimmy Hickey, he'd like to play with my leg here. And then he'd come down, and I don't know why I'm from the South all of a sudden. But uh, I'm, I'm Strom Thurmond Joe Biden, uh, power power man. Uh, we're combined, we are We combine our powers to do racism and keep Kamala Harris out of a good school. Uh, okay, I'm done. I'm yeah, I'm
0: glad. I'm glad. That bit was bad from the beginning and only got worse. So, I was just, trying.
1: I was, I was working it out. You know? Shut know. God up.
3: Damn it. Jimmy Hickey was an engineering manager for Hillary Clinton's twenty sixteen campaign and previously as part of Sprinkler and Bloomberg Philanthropies. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> Krista okay. Davis. Krista Davis, the CTO and chief architect, was previously a software engineer for Hillary Clinton's twenty sixteen campaign. She also worked at Google for eight years. The Iowa Democratic Party paid Shadow Inc. slightly more than sixty K to develop the Iowa Reporter app. Before the 2020 Iowa caucus, the app and its developers were kept secret from the public, like you said, by the Democratic Party, although it was made public that there would be an app used for the caucus. They published a new build, version 1.1, of the Iowa Reporter app, two days before the caucuses. A bug version 1.1? In- You'd expect right. them
1: to be, like, version like 1.92 or something. Holy <laughs> shit. Bug, oh, my God.
3: Bugged the code of the app caused the app to fail at the time of the 2020 Iowa Democratic Caucuses and uh, Gerardo Namera, the CEO of Shadow Inc., which created the app, stated that the technology used by Democrats in prior elections was a, quote, Shit show, and quote tangled morass. Uh, Shadow came under scrutiny for the means that it used to distribute the I.O. reporter app to users. Uh, Shadow required iOS device users to uh, to use Apple's behind-the-scenes beta testing infrastructure test flight, while Android users had to use a third-party app, Test Fairy, to download the to download it. Uh, <laughs> it's better. A
1: third-party app. What are yes. you fucking telling?
3: <laughs> uh, furthermore. Uh, or the the Motherboard report that Carl is referencing from Vox. Uh, uh, A reporter downloaded the app for, like I said, two Android devices, but only opened on one of them. The next day, the site publishes an an APK of the app. It also solicited the opinions of various cybersecurity experts. Dan Guido, the head of Trail of Bits, described the app as hastily thrown together. Nonprofit ProPublica commissioned a security audit of the app, and it was determined to be insecure, so an external entity could have easily, like, quote, easily could have hacked it. Um, I won't get into how, but we already talked about, um, Kishara Ricciardi, uh, the app was clearly done by someone following a tutorial, but luckily for us, the Nevada democratic party who also paid shadow 58 K for its caucus reporting app announced that it would no longer use it. So we're safe there.
1: Well, they were also going to do it in Texas. Uh, now they're not. And so the Texas, uh, results are going to take a while to come in.
2: Um, another thing that happened. (coughs) The important thing is that the Democrats just went with the classic playbook of uh, open uh, open corruption disguised as pure incompetence. Just like some, they're just always on the incompetent and corrupt spectrum somewhere. And this is all about determining where it was this time. Right, like the l- genuinely, so f- it's
1: genuinely a thing where it's like they tried to be corrupt, and they were so bad at it that they can sell right. it as incompetent it like, like, they
3: tried so corruption, amazing. and it just turned into this like incompetent cash grab for like sixty <laughs> k to just like blow up in the face and just show how like ridiculous. Like, not only did you not get a winner, 15 people in Iowa, making uh,
2: the shadow app were just someone's nephew. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it
3: was a tutorial for the people at Stanford. No, I, but they legit, th- their attempts backfired so fucking hard because instead of getting nobody to care about Iowa, everybody is now like scrutinizing the Iowa mm. caucus process and thus is going to realize how ridiculously stupid and over well the moon- and on it is on top of that
1: in a certain way i was really kind of nervous at first
3: right because booty judge just
1: apropos nothing maybe he knew something we didn't Hmm. um on monday night was like i won you know we're going to new hampshire victorious! yay blah 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 it's like weird that you're calling that whenever there's literally nothing reporting and you're saying that right
3: (laughs) he literally won't even call it Um,
1: um yeah ap still refuses to call it um and bernie instead now that all the precincts are reported and even if there needs to be numbers that have to be redone to actually find out who won the state delegate equivalents it's very clear and there's no question that bernie won both rounds of voting by a huge amount so now whenever there's some confusion about it bernie gets to be like so uh pete won the fake number uh i got more votes what do you believe what do you care about more votes or the mayo pti number and he wins and like now he won iowa right
2: yeah I want to see the Venn diagram of people saying Pete Buttigieg won the Iowa caucus and saying that Hillary Clinton won the popular vote in 2016.
1: Interesting fact. Uh, Pete Buttigieg is in that (laughs) overlap. He (laughs) said that on the record. (laughs) He thinks in a country, in like a democratic country, winning the most votes should win you the election. And yet he says he won Iowa because of state delegate equivalence.
3: So there was a lot of um, assertions that, uh, unfortunately, were pretty unsubstantiated, right? Uh, of Mayor Pete's involvement with Shadow, um, but a, a lot of it is just like, you know, like I said, unsubstantiated assertions. We do know. We do know. That Booty Judge paid them forty uh, forty two thousand five hundred dollars for software rights and subscriptions, um, and for a text messaging service. Um Biden only paid him like twelve hundred bucks for the same service. Oh so I don't know if he <laughs> got ripped off or something.
1: Yeah, he did. No, Biden's campaign is just run that poorly i think <laughs> yeah Well, uh, look both. i tell you what like back
2: back back in my day in delaware back in the 60s you could you could ring an election for 1200 bucks and i won't pay any more than it
3: <laughs> it's really <laughs> the You're mean, ambly-
2: going the to biden. that's going biden that's highway robbery i tell you. <laughs> it's just biden just actually um, with
1: all your fiscal rec- seen, requests biden had a scene in the irishman where he specifically was in it but they had to cut it because it was so <laughs> stupid <laughs>
0: Well okay, so i'll i I'll, I'll I'll interject with a little bit right here. um you know that Biden first came to power through the or f- first got elected through the Teamsters yeah mhm no, that, no, no. Was, that was that was the first uh organization that backed him, and it was because he was a puppet and then
1: he stopped being a puppet for labor and became a puppet for uh the banking industry
0: yep, um
1: which is you know being a puppet for labor, I don't give a shit fine. Please, actually, that'd be cool. Being a puppet for the banking industry, uh, I mean, you gotta sharpen your guillotine sometimes, you know? You know what I mean? But being a puppet for the CIA, you're going down, rat boy. We're gonna yeah, get not- you. We're gonna kill you like all those dogs you
3: killed. <laughs> you continue.
1: We're not continue going to, to hurt a presidential candidate.
3: <laughs> uh, that's another thing that I'm still trying to find.
1: The dog murder, not parody. That part's real.
3: Um, <laughs> Very real.
1: It seems that uh,
2: Downtown Tulsa is getting its own little private rebrand pretty soon here, uh, with the Downtown Coordinating Council looking at replacing its uh, government uh, g- government-run agency with a nonprofit group. Uh, the progressive group, the sorry, the development group, Progressive Urban Management Associates (PUMA) is an urban development group <laughs> out of Denver <laughs> examining the possibility of privatizing the Downtown Coordinating Council. Um, The Downtown Coordinating Council is a government uh, agency, part of the Tulsa city government, established by executive order in 2008, replacing the Downtown Tulsa Unlimited, which is a nonprofit formed in 57 with the goal of bringing Tulsa merchants back to downtown after the development of Utica Square. So basically...
0: It's Wouldn't a, that have been a fucking uh, time to live in? District. It's like, oh shit, Utica Square is going to fucking destroy the town. <laughs> Utica Square—they are yeah, selling—they really. <laughs> are selling individually wrapped muffins there, and it is going to destroy <laughs> the fucking town. All right, you so, like, they a- have a grocery store where steaks cost twenty
1: dollars in nineteen fifty-seven. <laughs> yeah, this
2: was fifty-seven back when Utica Square was like actually a suburban development, Tulsa, <laughs> yeah. and people were all terrified that people were rightly so, going to move to South Tulsa and take all of their money with them. <laughs> so did. as a, And they did. And uh, over uh, about 50 years of this uh, Tulsa, downtown Tulsa Unlimited being private, they didn't do a whole lot until it was uh, appropriated by the city government in 2009. They have actually done quite a lot to bolster downtown Um but the, the it's basically like one giant business improvement district, uh, kind of like a way for downtown Tulsa business landlo- landowners to get in and like get what they want to build and develop accomplished quickly. Uh, kind of like a backdoor agency for not, – not quite a backdoor, but like an economic
0: – uh, No, agency. I like that description. I want you to continue to yeah. describe it that way because that's how I mean, it really works it in is. my brain.
2: Yeah, it really is. It's like it streamlines the connections between people who own a bunch of land in downtown, like the Kaiser Foundation, Elliot Nelson, um, all those other people who are building their restaurants and night venues and all sorts of stuff uh, to get land for cheap, build quickly and avoid uh, long lengthy permit and public approvals processes. Um but now that it's being privatized, the concern is not that they won't keep uh, backdoor approving these projects, but that now there will be less oversight because it has no affiliation with the Tulsa city government whatsoever and can kind of do what it wants as an agency of uh, business owners. Wait, That's when have business owners no. ever
1: done anything bad?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like they only have the best intentions for all of downtown Tulsa, and aren't trying to. Uh, they're for the good of everyone in the region, and if what their if, pockets happen to be lined with cash as a result of that, then well, they deserve it for uh, being innovators and job creators.
0: What I'm hearing uh, sec- is you not clapping, <laughs> what if, like, secretly- and what I need to hear is you clapping for that. <laughs> if, okay. like,
1: please secretly, clap. please. It's uh, the the descendants of Tate Brady, and they're just like, man. We got to rename the Tulsa Arts District.
0: (laughs) 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 Uh, Everybody made a mistake.
1: (laughs) He's like, our our grandpa did great things in Tulsa. (laughs) There are a few uh, black marks on his record, if you will. (laughs) And I I think
2: one of the uh, the major concerns is definitely the uh, large amount of social services, buildings, homeless shelters, bail bonds agencies and the west side of downtown Tulsa which I'm sure most downtown Tulsa owners would find undesirable and want to try and relocate as more like nightlife and bougie restaurants and bars and concert venues open up in the area. They don't want any scary criminals or homeless people in the area. So they're going to try and shove them outside the IDL.
0: They should have thought about that in like 1915 when they put the train yard (laughs) right fucking there, because unless they're going to (laughs) rebuild like four highways and like like the entire train junction in Tulsa and also where the river co- goes in. No, no. Fuck them. West, the West side of downtown's just fucked. It's just made of concrete yeah, and mean, railroad ties. That's how it works. It's, fuck you. It's been, it's been a
2: hobo junction for a century now and it's not like, about it's to change. They are firmly rooted and I, it's their as territory.
1: They're right. Let's be Absolutely. Absolute. They, oh, yeah, right. yeah. Very much so. Yes.
2: I mean, it's got the bus station, the tracks, it's like the nexus of all the transport that you could need if you are a carless person. If
0: you were, yeah, if you were uh, uh, Tom Sawyer style going down the uh, river in your raft of racism. <laughs> you're going on some
1: flat boats on the Arkansas.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's...
1: It's, it's really hard because most of the time you have to push. Yeah. It's just mud. Yeah, most of the time you're walking the boat, actually. <laughs> I mean, there is that homeless camp in between Crosby Heights and uh, the the railroad, and it's like, no, there's a reason it's there, and it's because, you know, you want to live close to your transportation, right? That, yeah, that, and also extreme, where, um, like, the
2: shelters are and where, like, the city services are, and... um, But yeah, I mean, basically, this is just providing a, like, you know, non-profit, which it is a non-profit in that they... they the organization itself does not make a profit, but it enables all these other businesses it's associated with well, to profit. The, profit like,
0: nonprofit doesn't mean that whoever's running it isn't getting a six-figure compensation. Sure, yeah. no, everyone, everyone
2: getting, everyone working there is going to be like people who work previously for you know, landowners, LLC in downtown Tulsa and
0: our speculative developers. There's just, they're uh, not even, there's not even a front to it. So they're just the same people. It's great. Yeah, and so... Like, I mean,
1: uh, we're, we're about to talk specifically about that in two seconds,
0: actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the main takeaway
2: here is that, like, uh, like these types of cooperations, this, like, business development district is usually a backdoor for city governments to, like you know, fast track projects because they want to see economic development and they're willing to give business owners like an easy way to do that with without having to have a lengthy process. And while that's not great, like having it as a public agency certainly is better than just having it completely privatized. You have some amount of oversight, records are all public, there's like minimum amounts of meetings and the city can kind of leverage things they're doing in downtown. To maybe economically improve other areas that they are working on and like trying to bring
1: up.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah. I don't yeah. know. We
1: gotta let the job creators do what they want to do. Otherwise, uh, how are we gonna work? Uh, right.
3: Don't you on. realize that business owners are the job creators? They're the ones that you, you're lucky to have a job, Stephen.
1: I mean, without Clap. okay, without this is what this, I said earlier. Parker have... gets it. Clap. What? Yeah. You are how not are we how are we going to have another restaurant downtown called, like, uh, Barrel Rooster... That is like a speakeasy because it stores in an alley that sells overpriced steaks that you can get at fucking jameels for the same it, price that are the it, same quality. It okay. Okay. Right.
0: I'm going to go it's ahead carol. I'm gonna go ahead and just try this because uh, we don't have any sway in this podcast. And But much like a troop, I'm going to try and get my 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 discount for my service. Yo, any leftists over at a lote downtown want to get me some fucking street corn, yo? Nah, I fucks with that street corn downtown, though. That fucking lote. They have luchador wrestling mm, and margaritas and corn <laughs> with mayo. It's fucking mmm. All right. Fucking crazy. My, um, my advertisement is over now. All right. Sponsor
1: <laughs> <well>, me.
2: <laughs> to close on this, um, I will encourage people who are familiar with Tulsa or live in the area to go to downtowntulsasurvey.com. You can kind of give input on like what you actually want to see in downtown Tulsa.
1: Um, Exclusively it's... hit the train station button. No other button.
2: <laughs> no. Train, shut up! Train. Train. Don't
0: listen to Carl. Shut up! No. Know. Fuck
1: all of you. No trains. I want a goddamn train in downtown okay. Tulsa. Okay. Yeah, what was tre-
3: that? You just wanted <laughs> to jerk off on a train in downtown Tulsa, Carl. That's not. Yeah, that a
1: train. sounds great. Okay?
3: <laughs>
0: no. Lassie, well, what was that? Well, uh, what was that URL again?
2: Uh, downtowntulsasurvey.com dot com. It's you know going to Puma and the like private design organization that is trying to privatize this agency. So, it may not be a really lot of input, but it. you can tell them, like, hey, build fucking low-income housing in the area or something, something like that. Uh, put,
1: put a, put put a t- non-profit cooperative grocery store
2: in the area. Yeah, yeah. Encourage people to, like, whoa, build whoa, whoa, economically whoa, 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 sustainable whoa. and community infrastructure in you the guys, area and got, not just gentrified, like, bougie housing and brand-new fancy restaurants.
0: You guys are fucked up. All right. You guys don't even know. You guys don't even know what they've done. Okay. There's a new Winco. All right. There's going to be a new Winco in Tulsa. So all of your grocery store needs are fulfilled. If you haven't heard, it's 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 a massive deal. It's going to be at 71st and Memorial, so it's going to be easy to get to. And that's going to fix the problem. Dude, there's a new uh, don't, like, it's Don't listen to Adam. If we've
2: learned anything from the Bernie campaign, it's online harassment works. Go to downtown <laughs> Tulsa Community Survey and harass these people into making downtown Tulsa work for everyone.
1: If you thought that only at the national level you could have a weird, incestuous relationship between nonprofits and people making money, we got a second story about that to tell you about in the great state of Oklahoma. So, is it in it? Sadly, I don't think he is actually. We got <laughs> some good names in here too. Um, okay. But show, show, nemesis epic charter schools, uh, it might surprise you, is a money laundering scheme for for profit companies pretending to be a nonprofit. Hmm. Yes, I will stand by that in a court of law. Uh, the McKinsey of uh, public private education. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> so,
1: um, there's this really long uh, article from the frontier that we're gonna like go over and tell you some uh, tell you some stories from it. Instead
3: um, of cutting employees, they're cutting
0: kids. No, that's <laughs> no. They're cutting, cutting. By the way,
1: academic <laughs> I, I feel like I should
0: jump in and let the let the let the listener know that that you're in for a good one. This this is this is pretty gnarly. And then we have a a basically a paired conservative reading series for this story, uh, because as so often is the case Super here in exactly Oklahoma, the so, o- the only news we have is that the schools have somehow managed to get worse. Yes, always.
1: So, Epic Charter Schools, where eighty percent of kids do not pass, um, it turns out is just laundering education money from the state into for-profit companies. So, <laughs> there's this thing which, like, is a thing that apparently exists now for parents. I don't know. It's weird. Where you like log in and you get to see how your kids are doing, right? Um, and so when you go from the Epic website, you go to a website. Uh, operated by one 5 Points technology group incorporated uh fptgi uh, it sounds like a sex act uh, that i don't want to know about um this company is managed by one elizabeth van acker now you might be interested to learn that the co-founder of epic happens to be this woman's husband
0: no and i'm not interested in learning
1: that that's no, that's not important company. to me that oversees Epic charter schools and receives a portion of its state funding. So, <laughs> interesting fact there. The big killer here is that the uh, the contract between Epic and Five Point Technology is not a public contract. So, hmm, it's weird. It doesn't show up in Epic's bookkeeping, but they, in <laughs> fact, are who's running the website that you go to when you try to log in to take your classes. Uh, Epic spokesper- spokeswoman Shelly Hickman. So there we go. That, that's kind of like Hickey. It's Jimmy Hickey's wife, probably. Um, <laughs> and created so. created an app
2: that you can send your kids to school on.
1: <laughs> so apparently Epic Charter Schools itself does not have a contract with five, this Five Points Technology company. But instead, the private charter management company that runs Epic Charter Schools does in fact have one. She doesn't know about it as somebody working for Epic Charter Schools, which, you know, is definitely not administrative. You know, it's probably not administrative bloat or something, right? Probably not. Um, And this is just, like, one of many examples where these people have a ton of interesting relationships, if you will. uh, And that, you know, it could be something weird going on. So the OSBI, Oklahoma's FBI... Um, are investigating Epic right now for falsifying enrollment records and claiming that uh, two people who work at Epic split at least $10 million in state funding that was sent to Epic charter schools
0: for Regular.
1: students after they uh, falsified Normal. enrollment numbers to get more, <laughs> get more money, right? Um, and these two people who supposedly split that money <laughs> were investigated in Florida uh, for committing fraud with the Florida Department of Children and Families. And uh, so I don't know. They're probably that doesn't
3: sound like a real right department now. anyway.
1: Um, that department had a close relationship with philanthropist Jeffrey Epstein. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, and the
2: Epic salespeople uh, are just the uh, monorail salesperson from The Simpsons that go from town <laughs> to town <laughs> selling <laughs> schools and then blow town.
0: I've sold Epic charter
1: schools to Ogdenville, Shelbyville, in North Haverbrook. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's another company um <laughs> managed by people who work at epic who received a contract uh ed ed lighten learning solutions which uh got hundred and three thousand dollars uh from epic at one point in time and <laughs> has uh josh brock epic's cfo as its own cfo in their state filings with california hmm i wonder what's up with that hmm and apparently this company that might have been laundering money through Epic uh shares an address with Epic's Oklahoma City <laughs> office on multiple taxes. <laughs> right, probably guy. above board, right? Fine. Um, <laughs> and so the OSBI seems the audit that they did uh of Epic <laughs> and I just want to read this out because it, it kind of it's it's absolutely wild to read this, right? Um this is quoting from the audit of, of, of Epic. The report provides sufficient ev- evidence that affiliated and or related party ig- organizations were intentionally created to divert and launder funds from Oxford Preparatory Academy and conceal the use of those funds from the oversight agency. Uh, Oxford Preparatory Academy is related to that Ed Lighton Le- Learning Solutions Company um, and is the same thing. It's like a private organization that ma- manages uh, Oxford Prep Academy the actual uh like charter school system in the same way that there's an epic company that manages the nonprofit epic charter schools with the same CFO right so this dude <laughs> has been laundering money with the exact same setup that epic has in the past of course he says he hasn't done it
2: yeah but Carl um, what you
1: don't understand
2: is how much the like the taxpayers are saving having the bloat of government involved in all of this, that he can still siphon away all of this money, and yet the schools are better anyway because of, uh, you know, the government bloat is taken out of it.
0: Uh, yeah, right? Totally. This is That's about choice, way. guys. Um, like, I need you to understand that principally. You see, because what we are is a capitalism. And when I go to the grocery store, I am not struck dead by apathy because the only thing I can buy is 400 different boxes of the same powdered sugar cereal. I'm not struck by that. What I am instead struck by is my immense liberty and freedom that I can buy chocolate Captain Crunch all berries as an ice cream. And that's what really matters in this that's country freedom. because yeah, that exactly. we, that needs to take that okay, needs so, to be the method by which we educate our children is what if I'm we can't to send our,
2: our kids to elementary school at Brahms.
3: Then what's the point? hey, Adam, Adam,
0: you
1: can't hate on Brahms on this
3: <laughs> podcast. I will take your uh, uh, application to not seize the means from Ben and Jerry's uh, under advisement.
0: <laughs> I. <laughs> I'll let them so, keep doing that, what they're that, doing. That they that seem works. to be doing a okay. great job. There's
1: there's more weird stuff, okay? Um, so, what? Epic, Epic Youth Services um, oversees two different charter schools, right? There's Epic One on One, which is completely virtual, and then Epic Blended, which is virtual and in person. So, the blended one is sponsored by Rose State College, a community college in Western Oklahoma City, uh, in the Western OKC Metro. So, Rose State College got $1.1 million in administrative fees from EPIC last year, right? And in administrative fees, and it signed a contract with them. So they take care of a building for Rose State College. And wouldn't you know that Kent Lashley, the Rose State College Vice President of Administrative Services, who is the primary contract uh, contact for the university's contract with EPIC, happens to be married to one Amanda Ashley, the special education principal at EPIC charter School. Hmm. Now apparently that's not for some reason there's no conflict of interest there, right? He says he can't make choices about that kind of stuff. He's just talking about how great it is, right? Um this is the first time I think on the show. Well, maybe not the first time, but one of the few times where we're going to say that a Republican has a good opinion. Um Senator Ron Sharp from Shawnee <laughs> is on our on our team and saying, "Are you fucking kidding me? You can't be married to people who are like your government contacts for this shit." <laughs> um so no one wants to comment on this stuff right <laughs> from epic but they are saying that they're trying to be as transparent as possible that's kind of uh, questioning uh, questionable i don't know it's questionable it is not questionable that <laughs> epic has sued uh multiple uh, he's uh, has sued specifically ron sharp for <laughs> slander and libel for coming out and saying that it's a pyramid scheme of fraud uh, other things of that nature, which are also things that the OSBI has called Epic <laughs> Charter as the body tasked with overseeing things like fraud, racketeering, and pyramid schemes in the great state of Oklahoma. We're going to find uh, out Epic Charter Schools is run by Scientology. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, They're
1: actually I, trying to take over the Oklahoma government.
0: I'm um, a big believer that it's actually the mouse. I believe that it's somehow involved with Walt Disney.
1: It could be. There's a California connection Mm, there, so it could be. Very likely. One of the things that is really pissing people off, because there's a ton of bills this year about, like, making charter schools actually use money for education, is that Epic advertises like crazy. Like, anytime I'm in Oklahoma, there's Epic. I see Epic ads. And House Speaker Charles McCall, who famously (laughs) yelled, this is bullshit about Democrats trying to exercise (laughs) their power because he couldn't whip his own fucking votes one time. Um, is even mad about this. Because he's like, okay, we're giving you money to do education, and I keep being bombarded by your advertising. That's not education. <laughs> State public schools don't have to advertise. Anymore. Carl, I've <laughs> learned
2: a lot from commercials, all right? <laughs> I-, I learned that
1: Mike Bloomberg was mayor after 9-11. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I've learned. Um, but like when you have Charles McCall, the voice of Fucking people who are like what if we just fuck over the school system and call it good so the teacher strike ends when you have that guy saying this looks fucking fishy from epic schools Mm -hmm. you know it's bad
2: (laughs) um Um, i don't know carl it sounds like a guy we don't want to be on the same side of sounds like epic charter schools is pretty good
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know actually i do want to talk to them so they've spent over two hundred thousand dollars in uh donations um and they've also done a ton of lobbying. They've spent multiple thousands of dollars buying people lunches and so on. Like, DMs are open. You know, they can buy Epic Charter Schools. Please give me <laughs> money. Maybe the show's tune will yeah, change. Um, yeah.
0: I, I am. I am
2: one hundred percent behind selling these,
0: out. I mean, we can what, teach these children. Get them while they're young. <laughs> and, 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 um, as, the and, and as and as the guy and, and um, as every bur- good Bernie bro knows, it is all about starting up, growing out. And then cashing down. So,
1: well, yeah, it's about doing stuff for the fellas, you know. It's yeah. about doing stuff for for the guys. Um, probably the most blatant thing that's happened is that <laughs> one of the leaders of Epic, uh, the superintendent Bart Banfield, <laughs> expressly said that if Senator Ron Sharp, who they're suing for slander and libel, right, would simply retract his statements, they would they would stop suing him. Which is, like, pretty expressed, like, extortion. They're like, hey, we're <laughs> going to tie you up in legal stuff, and you can just make it go away if you do the thing we want you to do. <laughs> so they've got their carrots, they've got their sticks, uh, and they're not going to the kids. Um, that's, that's all you need to know about Epic Charter Schools.
3: Come on over here. Come on, coward. Coward. I know that I want to punch you in the nose. I'll beat your goddamn ass, you son of a bitch. You're an intellectual dumbass, and I'm coming.
0: You think you're a tough guy? I hate you, coward! <laughs> We're going to defeat this anti-human scum! We're going to wreck their world! We've got an interesting conservative reading series this week. This one is going to come to us from the Skyatook Journal, by way of the Tulsa world. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I think that... This is one of the ones that I, I, I think one of the better things we can do at the beginning of this is just because we usually do this at the end as well. Uh, this is a, a uh, article written on February 4th entitled Bernie Sanders Reveals Teacher Union Goals for Oklahoma. It's by Jonathan Smalls. Now, Jonathan Smalls is the president of the Oklahoma Council of Public it's just Affairs. It's just Small, my guy. Oh, sorry. I'm so used to saying Smalls. So I don't know why that is. Jonathan Small. My bad. Uh, but he is the OCPA president, the Oklahoma Council on Public Affairs, which uh, is going to have a very specific viewpoint, uh, as is uh, evidenced in this article. So we'll just uh, jump right in. Um, didn't they? Um, didn't they publish the one we we read last week? Yes, the OCPA. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they, they they are paying a lot of people to put stupid shit on the internet. And I I, I think that it's important that we find it and rip it apart because it's dumb. Uh, and they deserve nothing Okay, nothing I want to say less. something
1: about that. That's why you can trust us. We're not getting paid to put stupid shit on the internet. Yet. We're doing it out of our Yet. own free will.
0: Yet. <laughs> I'm saying Elote, my dude, mayo corn, please. I will talk about you. This will become an Elote podcast. Um, so we're going to, let's just start this off. In a recent column published by the Oklahoman, U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders, a self-described socialist, declared himself connected the yeah. hip with Oklahoma teacher unions. There's good reason to take that claim seriously. The Oklahoma Education Association's national parent, the National Education Association has given Sanders an A rating for years. So one should take seriously Sanders' agenda as one shared by his teacher union comrades. All right, I'm on board so far. This sounds oh, great. My- but oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Continuing yeah. the
1: great tradition of conservative reading lists that have a good opening paragraph. Yeah. Oh,
3: good. Again. It's one of those like this, but unironically. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> because the thing is, is that if we weren't us, they are writing this with the idea that every time they hit the word union, socialist and comrade, that you are audibly gasping. You are afraid (laughs) of holding the paper that contains those words, all right? Um, Yeah,
1: they're thinking of, like, some jank's parent who's, like, uh, I homeschool my kids so I can tell them the truth about 9/11. But it's this some is... like individual theory of 9/11 that we've never
0: well, heard no, about. No, no,
2: it's it's it's, it's, it's written it's... explicitly for the uh, fictional white moms of Broken air No, and no, 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 no,
0: that's what I'm saying. That's exactly no. It is just like they Honey, are reading... say there's communists <laughs> in the paper. No, they, they they are they are they have actually signed up through Cincy to homeschool their kids because Cincy <laughs> is one of the arms of Epic Charter Schools, and they. <laughs> just given the Cincy uh, uh t- history textbooks that yeah it's just <laughs> it says here Bernie and the unions are gonna vaccinate our doctor <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's keep going uh it's an agenda that means more more money for the government and less money for working Oklahoma families. Even though Bernie really hates giving money to working families, God, even though Sanders tries it. to pretend otherwise, and it's an agenda that would limit educational opportunity for Oklahoma's children.
1: He's gonna close epic charter schools. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> Do you want to have an education? Do you want that education to be out of a cardboard box in the back of a van? Well, then, you shouldn't vote for Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Over two years, Oklahoma lawmakers have increased case to 12 12- school appropriations by 20%, funneling $638 million more into the system for teacher pay raises and classroom funding. Much of that funding came from more than a billion dollar in tax increases and other revenue measures passed since 2015. I always love, um, here's a number, part of it's taxes, and then it's other stuff. (laughs) <laughs>
1: also, let's not say from five years are, ago, you know? it's it's not it's not taxes on the oil industry or anything. Yeah. It's not an increase in the gross production tax so that tracking doesn't get the fucking insane tax breaks that have before. No, totally not that. It's the tax directly on your child's like lemonade stand. That's how they're raising the money, you
0: know? I mean, Obviously. yes. Sanders says those tax increases have not been nearly enough. And calls for even more taxes. But Sanders decries Oklahoma's recent tax increases, explicitly demanded by Oklahoma teachers unions, as falling heavily on working families. And he argues Oklahoma... Literally, literally
1: what? a thing that everybody said during the
2: fucking
0: walkout. God damn it. <laughs> what, what a hypocrite.
2: Bernie Sanders says he wants to tax corporations to better fund public schools. But when we create those taxes, but shift them onto working families, Bernie Sanders says he doesn't like those taxes anymore.
1: Bernie Sanders is mad that the Oklahoma state legislature decided to tax cigarette smokers instead of oil companies. Holy shit, what a piece of shit. Now,
0: and I want to note this as well because the next quote is going to be something that I think we're all gonna disagree with, and he's attributing it to Bernie. But the thing about it is, is we're not actually citing this to anything. There's no underlink that I can click to see a video there's no audio there's no at you know this thing and this event there's no quote here it's he's just pulling quotes out of the air so here we go and Bernie Sanders argues Oklahoma's school problems were caused by state tax cuts favoring the wealthy and large profitable corporations. Since 2005, Oklahoma's income tax was cut from 6.65% to 5%. That tax cuts in at $8,700 of taxable income for single filers. Who knew that earning $8,700 made one wealthy?
3: <laughs> oh
2: yeah! He sounds to me like Bernie Sanders he just wants to buy more fancy coats. <laughs> but
1: like,
3: he, he <laughs> needs another summer home. Okay, he owns two. Bernie
1: Sanders is the Friedrich Engels of the Burlington Coat
3: Factory. Little known,
0: <laughs> like again, it's just this thing of like all of those quotes, and like none of this is sourced. And uh, I guess I'm just well, also to like take okay, his word of for it. with
1: Oklahoma, part of the problem with Oklahoma's income tax, is very straightforward, right? It's that it's a flat tax on income, which disproportionately falls on poor families. And whenever it's cut from rich people, whenever it's a flat tax and it gets cut, okay, yeah, it does mean a lot to somebody making $8,700 a year to have that tax. But it doesn't mean anything to the people who see that tax go away, and it means that we can't afford good fucking schools. Fucking idiot. This guy has the brain of a literal bird. You know what that means? You can distract him with seeds. If you
0: find him, throw some seeds on the ground. He'll peck at the ground. It's good. So. Sanders is in the odd position of praising unions for forcing Oklahoma tax increases on working families, even as he (laughs) decries those very same tax increases. And then he argues the tax cuts that benefited those working families were a mistake? Make of that what you will. And Sanders (laughs) says he now wants additional tax increases on the wealthy, of course. I'm-
1: yeah, I want to tax Jonathan Small.
0: Yeah. I'm good. giving good. Jonathan Small a lot of editing bumps here. I want you guys to know that every time I'm like re-referencing pronouns and 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 saying people's names over, he's basically just saying he throughout this or Sanders, and it's really confusing <laughs> because he's just like got like six he's in a row. And I'm like, I really hope you're talking about the same fucking person. Also, he's, he typed he this in five minutes. Was, this is an internet. Call. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> he,
0: uh, he was
1: taking a shit while he wrote this. <laughs> (laughs)
0: Sanders also took aim at Epic Charter Schools, an online provider, (laughs) saying that school, uh, Sanders said that that school is draining $112 million from public schools and declared as president he would put a moratorium on the expansion of charter schools. Hey, Epic Charter Schools are job creators. Those kids make great wallets. (laughs) Never mind that every dollar spent on a student at Epic, which is a public school, would have been spent on those same students in other public brick-and-mortar schools. Oh, yeah. So there's no diversion of funding from (laughs) education at all. Totally. Totally.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: that's true. Hey, those, those, the, the kids yeah. in Epic
2: Charter Schools are put on dialers for the Pete Buttigieg <laughs> campaign. <laughs> oh, yeah, and when they
1: graduate from Epic Charter Schools to prison, they get put on a dialer
0: for the <laughs> campaign. And never mind Ooh. that charter schools disproportionately serve low-income and minority students who would otherwise not get a quality education. <laughs> Epic Charter Schools.
1: Quality education. This ain't it, chief. <laughs> also, uh,
0: if we don't have epic charter schools that is just like coming to people's homes, installing asbestos and then leaving and calling that an education, <laughs> uh, I guess that, yeah, I, I we, we wouldn't be able to fund uh, brick and mortar schools at all. God damn it. This is. I'm this sure is if you like, don't have epic charter schools for those people, you legally have
2: to provide them with uh, public schools yes. <laughs> that are publicly funded and overseen. We're going to use. Well,
1: okay. Jonathan Small does not agree with that.
2: <laughs> it's like, no, these kids need to go to my charter school shadow app
0: to teach them how to do fractions. <laughs> Um, we're gonna use a seven dollar word here uh, because Jonathan Small probably has a bachelor's from like not what I would consider a state university, but that a university the that X exists university. <laughs> in a state. Uh, Sanders and his teacher union allies are willing to sacrifice those children. and right here he means like physically murder them. Uh, yeah. simply <laughs> out great. of ideally ideological peak. Which again, fun seven dollar word, but fuck you and your thesaurus. Um, that's
1: not even Pete. That no, that's that doesn't feel like a right use of that word. It's not
0: ideological. Pete. Pete it, 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 it's like a phrase, but it doesn't. He's not using it correctly because he. Probably got it from the when and is also stupid.
1: (laughs) Ideological Pete is uh, actually uh, his band name from Harvard.
0: (laughs) No, I, 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 one, he didn't go to Harvard. He has an associates in political science from NSU, and is no Pete Buttigieg, you idiot. Oh, okay, Pete Buttigieg, I think even if he went to Harvard, he still, in my mind, has an associates from NSU. Just because (laughs) that's his intellectual level.
1: Yeah, that's, that's where you go with the road Scholarship, NSU, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2019. It, it's just spelled R-O-A-D-S.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Specifically to campaign against infrastructure investments. Yeah. <laughs> The only major that's allowed. I'm going
0: to change my, my tone of voice. Cause we're, I think we're going to about to be, uh, we're going to be hopeful now uh, because we're going to, we're going to, we're, oh. we, we, we jo- Jonathan small is slightly better than the Oklahoma ed- editorial board where it's not just one sentence at the end that like vaguely goes to nothing where they're just like, well, I guess fuck kids. <laughs> so um, he's actually going to have like a full, like two sentences of like, well, I guess here's the way out. Um, in 2019, Governor Kevin Stitt and legislative leaders chose a different path from the 2018 teacher walkout model that Sanders praises. Instead of raising taxes, they increased state savings, something the OEA opposed, (laughs) even though those savings will protect schools and budget cuts in future downturns. Let's hope saner heads continue to prevail in 2020 because if Sanders and his teacher union allies prevail, the tax increase drubbing Oklahomans took in 18 will become the rule and not the exception.
2: (laughs) Hell yeah! I, I like I like the uh, calling of austerity <laughs> as savings, like it's cutting coupons to the
1: state government <laughs> and not like brutally cutting some other program. Yeah. Like, the reason they oppose savings is because there are like multiple schools where it's like, yeah, so part of the roof might kill your child when it collapses in. Look, During, we're uh, saving. Oklahoma's extremely mild spring storms, you know. <laughs> we're, we're saving with these 70 kid
0: classrooms. It's great. Our Twitter is at Red Star Over OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, or concerns can be sent to our email, RedStarOverOK at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and rate and review on iTunes. Thanks, everybody. Have a nice week. Jonathan Small Beans, you're always allowed on the show.